the True Face Podcast. Well, morning. Hey. Look who's back. <laughs> Come on. So we, uh, while you guys were away, uh, we had some really great times with Jens Jacob and Brian Bird, both intricately involved in both the Heart of yeah. Man project and also the guide. And we were walking through uh, different portions. The last time we were talking about the cave, Brian Bird was talking to us about how uh, we have this like enigma code breaker uh, of taking away Satan's best enemy of shame uh, through what we're doing in this film. And uh, of course, that would be the very thing that would lead you to the next portion of the guide, which is the feast. Being together, the whole reason that you want to be released is to be released into something. This is that something. So I was thinking, David, uh, either you or John might want to read the songs and the stories, uh, telling the songs, singing the songs, and telling the stories. So I'll read this first one, and then yeah. we'll close it out. Maybe John can read that, that last one in, in there. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So on page 101 of the guide, it says, Singing songs and telling stories. To give love that can be trusted is the end goal of receiving mm-hmm. love. This is where life gets worth living. It jumpstarts one of the most profoundly beautiful and miraculous chain reactions anyone gets to witness in this lifetime. Closed, broken, bluffing men and women come squinting out of the dark corners and into the light, singing songs and telling stories they didn't know were in them. Mm. They begin to feel alive, secure in his embrace, seeing the world for the first time in full color. Mm. Each becomes real, safe, creative, and unimpeachable. Almost involuntarily, They begin to offer to tell all around them a love as rich and freeing as what they are taking in. Slowly, almost imperceptibly, that miraculous world where we were best known returns. Only now, even more beautiful. Hurt is transformed into relationships of trusted love. There is unspoken permission for others to tell hard truth, even clumsily expressed. Hmm. Wow. Amen. Several times. What do you think? I, I love the sense of what's written here, um, the freedom to tell my story, to be in a place that's so safe that I have the freedom to tell my story and actually want to, want to tell my story. Yeah. Oh. Wow. I think it, it goes back to one of the questions in, in the guide, uh, that, um, you know, what, what do you feel like when you've been away from the feast from the table for a while and you come back Mm. and uh, I imagine there's all kind of conflicted emotions. You want to tell the story, but you don't necessarily because you haven't been there for a while Mm -hmm. and you don't know, you're not so sure of yourself. Mm. Um, You're not. So there must've been a reason you left before. And now that you're coming back, you're, uh, well, you're testing the waters a little bit to Mm -hmm. see, uh, is this really, uh, the safe place that I hope it will become. And a lot of us know that safe place exists. We, it's undeniable that we've experienced it. Somehow after that happens, for me personally, I wonder if I've lost a step in being able to be part of that. And so I need mm-hmm. others to, to take me by the hand and remind me, no, this room is yeah. fully yours. And there's a, there's a door with your name on it. And, uh, that's one of the great gifts of the the people in the room of grace is 
uh, on this journey to be able to say, we all have been out there. We all tested it and found our best efforts wanting. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. that's a beautiful statement you're saying, Bruce. Yeah, you know, I, <clears throat> I think this feast is akin in the heart of man is akin to the room of grace yes. in the cure. Yes. And when we first approach the room of grace or the feast, it feels like it's uh, it's a place where no longer do I get hurt. Uh, nobody hurts anybody. <laughs> it's all it's all clean. It's, the food is fantastic, and and my life is just going to be like the food. And then we get um, we get hurt in some way, and that or ways ways yeah. uh huh yeah, and and then that hurt kind of triggers the shame, and we have an opportunity to either stay at the feast and, and work it out or that shame triggers us to another cliff experience. Yeah. And so I think, you know, when you've done that a few hundred times, <laughs> you, yeah. you end up coming back to the feast, wanting to tell stories, mm-hmm. sing songs and not sure always that, uh, that I know the way to get back. What a, uh, what a great gift when you, do share that when you do tell that and you are welcomed back as though you've been singing every night. Yeah. You know, it is a, is the great gift we get to give in this community. Yeah. There's a, there's a kindness when you've been welcomed back a few times that you get to have in welcoming others mm-hmm. back and, mm-hmm. and not playing that game of, oh, I know what it's like. I have all the understanding. You know, you, you understand that the complexities of shame are everyone's own individual story, even if you've felt, you know, that phenomenon that yeah. each recipe is a little different. And there is a wonder to understanding completely and knowing you don't understand it all and accepting them back to their full place uh, that, Maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe can only happen when you've been welcomed back uh, a few times yourself. And obviously you were welcomed in in the first place by Jesus, given that opportunity. And maybe that's the only time some of us need, but certainly not me. Yeah, yeah. This this that we're describing, because we found each other, we, all four of us have experienced in a, in a number of times. And it never ceases to surprise me on on any level how many have not experienced this they don't know the feast table they they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to say i've ever been there yeah and and i just want us to keep that in front of us you that bet. um there is this is not an uh, utopian state this is this is a life that we can live i want this film to be able to reach those kind of people you just talked about yeah. who have never been able somehow to experience the feast and and also this film and this guide to be used by people probably listening to the podcast who have friends like that yes who they can right. invite into the feast uh, maybe for the first time like you say mm-hmm. yeah. you know in the uh, moments uh, when we're at the feast and we're singing we're experiencing joy mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and that loss of joy is is a profound reality uh, when we're not there. And we've said many, many, many times over many years, uh, one of the enemy's greatest goals is to rob us of our joy, hmm. to rob us of our joy. And, and even as we think about being at this table, 
when we're there, uh, to to be a source of encouragement to allow the other person to experience their joy, hmm. to experience hmm. their joy. Hmm. I, that that to me is just hmm. a incredible gift uh, that we get to experience when we're in those relationships where what we're describing here is really happening. Hmm. I think we ought to write to this if we haven't already, but um, it seems like there can be a, a, a rewriting of history at a certain age when you've had enough disappointment that it was all bad and it was all failure and it was all not worth it. And we have to stand with each other to say, do not globalize your history um, God has done remarkably beautifully along the way, even if it hasn't ended up in this season the way you thought it was going yeah. to. I think that is a – I know that I – in organizations, ministries, uh, churches, you can feel that and just go, this was all a failure. This was all – and you never get to go to the feast. You never yeah. get to enjoy the feast. Yeah. And God says, wait – I'm going to show you history when you get here that you you have forgotten or devalued, and it is spectacular. Mm. Enjoy this feast. Play, mm. laugh, sing, hold each other, because I have done it in you. Christ in you sources of that joy as well, and that correct history is to, again, look at uh, the face of the Father and just mm. take time to absorb that and and. Listen to what he would be saying to you. You know, what is his expression saying to you? Who does he say you are? Amen. And it's part of the the joy that sometimes I experience vicariously because joy is contagious. And I watch others at the feast. Hmm. And I realize, oh, hmm. that that's for me too. Hmm. And sometimes it's that, that really intimate, direct moment where you see the Father's face. You see Jesus and he uh, he embraces you and... He, he doesn't put his sin between, our, our sin between uh, himself and, and ourselves. He actually embraces us, loves us, mm. and looks at us the mm. way the Father did in the film with that intimate love that says, I'm, I'm never going to let you go. Mm-hmm. Um, you're always mine. Mm. And uh, I think source of joy. Uh, mm. The Father gives that great and perfect gift. Mm. We we certainly do long to have that experience, and in the in the end of the guide, we put this Lewis quote in that I think really caps what yes. we're talking yes. about here. Very good. That's such a powerful statement. Creatures are not born with desires unless satisfaction for those desires exists. Hmm. A baby feels hunger. Well, there's such a thing as food. A duckling wants to swim. Well, there's such a thing as water. Men feel sexual desire. Well, there's such a thing as sex. And if I find myself a desire in myself, which no experience in this world can satisfy, then the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. If none of my earthly pleasures satisfy it, that does not prove that the universe is a fraud. Probably earthly pleasures were never meant to satisfy it, but only to arouse it, to suggest the real thing. If that's so, I must take care on one hand never to despise or to be 
uh, unthankful for these earthly blessings, and on the other, never to mistake them for something else of which they are only a kind of copy or echo or mirage. I must keep alive in myself the desire for my true country, which I shall not find till after death. I must never let it get snowed under or turned aside. I must make it the main object of life to press on to that country and to help others do the same. Well, how about an amen on that one? We got lucky. Every now and then words just kind of lay on each other. Yeah. Put them in a blender. Yeah, yeah. Well, we want to remind you and encourage you once again that this gritty and and really stunning guide mm-hmm. absolutely is uh, available for groups to experience or for individuals to experience along with the movie which you can get on iTunes or get a DVD Amazon Amazon uh, various places and it's meant to go along with the movie the six major scenes in the movie and it's just one of the one of the best things that I've seen accompany a movie uh, ever. I agree, Bruce. And, and being able to authentically experience it again. It's so accessible. It's yes. not an ethereal, heady uh, thing. It it carries the same feel as the movie. Yes. It keeps you on that same uh, conveyor belt of life. Yeah. yeah. Terrific. Well, dear friends, we'll see you next week. True Face Podcast. Out.